This is Anna Marbeck of Metamagic, AnnaMarbeck.com, EK Clinics, and MagicalFire.life. Yes, I have a lot of passions. And this is the podcast, How to Live a Magical Life. So I really wanted to talk about a concept today that I find really interesting, which is that magic is for criminals. So I believe it was Jack Grail who first said this. And Jack Grail, and that's Grail, G-R-A-Y-L-E, is a magician I really love. He's so fantastic. He's done a really, a lot of really amazing work with Hikate. I took his Hikate course and also his Papyri Greke Magicae PGM course, which is this like, well, I'll get into what the PGM is in a moment because that's relevant to this. And yes, so his courses are really awesome with the Blackthorn School. And he said magic is for criminals. And this is because the PGM, also known as the Papyri Greke Magicae, also known as the Greek Magical Papyri, is this incredible, unbelievable set of spells. I mean, really fantastic, really well-written, very powerful spells. You can learn so much about magic just from studying the Greek Magical Papyri. And there are these spells from a very rich cultural time when all these different cultures and religions and different types of magic really mixed. It was when Greek and Egyptian and Roman and Jewish magic really was all mixed together in, you know, Alexandria, in different parts of Egypt, in different parts of the Roman Empire. And it led to this just like really amazing time for magic where, you know, all these different beings, I mean, it's almost like the chaos magicians, you know, dream. I mean, it's really like these were the original chaos magicians. Like they would call on any being who would work, you know, they were there to fully create the most powerful magic that possible. And the thing is though, there are multiple spells that, for example, are for freeing criminals, you know, for unlocking jail cells, for unlocking locks. Like magicians were criminals. Like these magicians, you know, they were working magicians. Like this was definitely a working magician's grimoire. You know, there are a lot of notations, you know, a lot of shortcuts. Like clearly this was someone's working grimoire or maybe multiple people's working grimoires. And they were really the people who were the outcasts of society or, you know, they were helping the outcasts of society. You know, I mean, I think this was also from the era that was like more towards the end of the Roman Empire, I believe. And so, you know, I mean, the kind of classic decadence and fall, right? Like that it's a time when actually a lot of magicians emerge. I mean, you know, like, for example, looking at our own society and the decadence, we're kind of in the decadence stage here in uh, the growth of a society or empire. And what's really emerging, it's magic, right? I mean, magic is for those who don't feel served by the current systems that exist. And really, that's also the traditional image of like, for example, like Baba Yaga, like the witch on the edge of the woods, you know, I mean, that's also a very traditional Western image as well. I mean, this is like big Western magic and it's like the witch on the edge of the woods. And 
so there's this idea really that magic is for the criminals. Magic is for the outcasts. Magic is for those who are willing to fight and do anything. Magic is really for those who have had no other options. You know, I mean, I know that I really turned to magic when I really had no idea what to do. You know, I had no idea where to go. Again, it's magic is for people, like you, you think of criminals, like magic is for people who don't fit in the current system. And here's the thing. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with not fitting in the current system. You know, the current system often sucks. Like, yes, it's awesome to know how to play the game. And, you know, I think that's something I, I learned after I became a magician is how to play the game. Because really playing the game can help get you rewards within the system. At the same time, though, you know, I think like that spiritual and magical people are not here to live within the current system. We are here to create a new system. You know, so many spiritual and magical people that I know really desire to live in cooperative communities, to create their own communities where they can really connect with people, where they can, you know, have communal resources and really live with the land. And this is because a lot of people don't want to connect to the current system, you know? So to the current system, magicians are criminals, you know? It's also like the Pirates of the Caribbean song, Hoist the Colors, you know, which is heave ho, thieves and beggars, never shall we die. And it's like, yes, that's who the magicians are. Magicians are thieves and beggars. You know, we will steal any opportunity or chance that we can. And we will also beg it out of the, you know, like beg the current system, beg the gods to bless us. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know? Like magic has always been the support system for the downtrodden. Magic has been here for people who, you know, want to fight against unfair and unjust systems. That is what magic is for. Magic is for getting what you want. Magic is for getting what you desire. And, you know, when it comes to karma, by the way, you know, like being a literal criminal or a literal thief, I personally don't believe in being a literal criminal or a little, uh, literal thief because, you know, I do believe that in many ways our actions come back to us and also really... I think almost more importantly than that, though, I would feel too much guilt and shame and really guilt and shame prevent our magic from working and prevent us from growing. I mean, it's really great to get, you know, to release as much guilt and shame as possible. And I think also we find that as we release guilt and shame, we actually become more and more benevolent, which again leads us, leads to us wanting to actually really give to others and provide for others, even as yes, we maintain, I think that, you know, we'll, we're still selfish, like we're everything at once, you know, we're still selfish, we still have desires, you know, but so, you know, we still charge for our services, for example, or charge for what we're giving. But again, we do really actually genuinely want to give to others and want to share and want to circulate. And, you know, there are a lot of people who, do feel really left out of the current systems, right? I mean, obviously we're trying to make the world better and better and better, but there's so many people who are marginalized still. And it's like, yes, shouldn't the marginalized have a recourse like magic? Magic is, you know, available to everyone. And you don't need like, you know, yes, you can buy a lot of fancy things. And I know I love spending money on magic, 
But I love spending money in magic because money is really just energy. Money is energy, attention, presence, and love. Like that is what money is. And I love giving my energy, attention, presence, and love to magic. And so, yes, I spend, like, honestly, I just love spending money on magic. But you actually don't need to buy a bunch of fancy magical products in order to do effective magic. Like, really, effective magic is honestly saying a prayer and meaning it with your whole heart. Some of the most effective spells I've ever done, like, I will tell you two specific manifestations I did, literally just praying with my whole heart and soul. One of them was that I I would had been in Italy for two weeks literally had only taken, I mean, I took two accelerated years of college Italian, but still hadn't spoken it in the country until literally then. So for those two weeks, I was looking for an apartment, looking for an apartment, could not find one until finally I just begged, like I knew I had to find an apartment. Like I also, I got one more night in a hotel. It was like an extra night that I had to like beg essentially for, and I got an extra night from this hotel and I was like look I like I prayed to God on the bathroom floor I wasn't a magician by the way at this point had barely ever prayed in my life like I really just only started you know believing in God at that point honestly I was like literally an atheist before then and you know I started like believing more and more in spirituality like a little bit but not for that long at that point like maybe for a year or two tops and I was like God like, I just absolutely have to have an apartment. Like, I need an apartment. Please, God, I beg that you give it to me. I ask you give me this apartment. I need it. I need it. I need it for my whole heart and soul. I have to have an apartment. The next day, I was accepted into six different apartments. Like, literally had six different offers for an apartment. So that shows you the power of prayer. And, you know, again, no ingredients. Didn't even consider myself a witch or a magician but I literally just created it for my heart and soul. And another time was when I saw this musical I'd really wanted to see. And I loved the main actor. I just thought he was so amazing in it. And I waited afterward, you know, at the back of the stage to meet him, but he didn't show up. And I was like, oh, I just felt so moved by this musical. I would love to meet the actor. And I just prayed to God. I was like, seriously, I really, 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 really want to meet him. It would be so amazing. It would be so fantastic. I just so feel like I meant to meet him. And then the next day, I literally ran into him on the street. You know, and by the way, with both of these stories, there are a few practical aspects. I mean, with the apartments, you know, I still had to make the phone calls to set up those interviews. However, like I said, I had seen no apartments and gotten no offers the past, you know, however many I'd seen in two weeks. So yeah, getting those six apartments, which by the way, I saw only six that day. So I saw six apartments in one day and I got all six in the same day. So I mean, that was pretty magical. And they were all great apartments. And, you know, I mean, obviously some were better than others. I chose the one that I thought was best. But still, they were still like all apartments that I could have lived in. And, you know, did it with meeting this actor. I mean, I actually was staying in an Airbnb on the same street as the musical. So, you know, he was probably just coming back from dance practice which is like, makes sense. But you know, I never would have thought of that. And again, too, the fact that I happened to be walking down the same exact street as him at the same time, you know, so that we ran into each other. I mean, that's crazy. So, you know, and both of those I created just from my deep fervency of 
desire and my absolute belief that I would have it without any magical oils or tools, without even the Greek magical papyri, you know? There was nothing except for my own heart and soul and my own words even. So really that's all that's required to do magic is your own deep heart and soul and your own power and your own earnest desire. And at the same time though, you know, there can still be self-sabotage, right? I mean, it's like, you know, yes, I got a really great, I got the apartment, I chose the apartment. Like I got six apartments. I ended up choosing one where, you know, I mean, who knows, maybe it was super destiny. Like I ended up actually dating one of my roommates for the whole time I was in Italy and we started dating. And I remember I only met, I met him two weeks into Italy. We started dating him a month into me being there. So we dated for about nine months or maybe like really more like 10 months, like the whole time I, I lived there. So, you know, who knows, maybe it was destiny. And he was honestly the one I interviewed with. So that's also probably why I chose that apartment if we're being real here. But at the same time, um, some of those roommates turned out to be super into, let's say different recreational activities that I was not down with. So yeah, there were definitely some downsides. You know, some unintegrated shadows is what we would say. So, you know, it's also really important to do that inner work, I think, when you're a magician in order to, and, you know, interpersonal development in order to really create the results you desire. But at the same time, though, it's like, yeah, magic is real. Like, I have seen magic create so many amazing results, both in my own life, you know, the just wonderful miracles and the beautiful things that have happened in my life and in the lives of my clients, in the lives of my friends, in the lives of, you know, students I've taught, in the lives of people I've worked with, in the lives of community members, like different magical communities I've been a part of. Magic is real, magic works, you know? And it is a great recourse for when you feel like life has been unjust or when you feel like you just can't figure life out. I mean, honestly, you know, again, magic is for criminals. And I think that's a really interesting point of view. Same with magic is for thieves and beggars. And at the same time, though, let's be really honest here. The most powerful people do use magic. You know, I mean, I don't know a lot about this personally, but we all know that the you know, founding fathers were really into Freemasonry. I've heard that you can't actually curse anybody who is in office because there's actually some kind of magical protection spell over them. I mean, I've never tried to curse them. I'm not super into that personally. I think that, you know, I mean, I think justice cursing, by the way, is awesome. And I also honestly, like, maybe this will seem too amoral for some people, but I honestly kind of don't care what you do with magic. I mean, I know a lot of people really disagree with that point of view, by the way, but I'm kind of a really live and let live person with magic. Again, because I think magic is so personal. I think it comes so much from our hearts and souls. I think it's so much for people who feel marginalized in some way in our society that I'm just like, use magic however you want. Honestly, too, it's that I really do believe in personal true will and in protection. 
So I'm just not worried about people cursing me either. I mean, maybe that's why people are against curses. I mean, maybe it's on principle. Maybe they just want to seem like good people. Or maybe they don't want to be cursed. And for me personally, I'm like, you know, all magic has all sides. All things have all sides. All people have all sides. You know, all deities can give or they can take away the thing that they're a power of. So, you know, if you want to curse, well both the cursing itself and any consequences of that are totally on you and totally your responsibility. So yeah, personally, I'm not super worried about it. Anyway, hope we don't get too judged for that. But anyway, um, when it comes to a cursing, apparently you can't, you literally cannot curse people who are currently sitting in office because there are magical protection spells. So, you know, and there's a lot of different talk, again, it's all kind of talk, it's not really like confirmed or anything, that, you know, very powerful people have used magic in different ways and for different reasons. And by the way, when it comes to anything unethical with magic, I'm definitely not down with that. Like, yes, sure, cursing alone in your bedroom, fine. I'm not into magic where you force people to do anything. To be honest, I also don't actually believe you can force people to do things. That's just my personal belief that you also cannot force anyone to do anything against their own true wills. Um, however, you can cross yourself by acting against your own true will. So it's like anytime you take an action that is not in line with your true will, you're actually crossing yourself because you're going against your own divine self. Yes, it is all a little bit complicated, but anyway. So the point is that the most powerful people, I think, do use magic. So that's what's kind of weird and ironic about magic. In many ways, it's like people who feel the least powerful in their lives and people who feel the most powerful in their lives. And that's not universally true. Like, there are definitely plenty of different kinds of people who use magic. I'm sure there are people who use magic who do feel powerful in their lives. But again, often magic is used by those who feel powerless in some way or by those who want more power for themselves. And... Really though, I think magic's for everybody. I think, I just really wish we lived in a more magical society where magic was used in the open. I mean, I've read, you know, multiple magicians who've said that's never going to happen, who really think that magic is just for the people who are on the side lines, you know, people who just want to live in the woods. Um, maybe that's true, you know, or maybe it isn't. Maybe we will one day live in a society where magic is really openly practiced where spirituality is really openly practiced i know no i know we're having like more and more witches i mean witches are getting featured in places like vice and like the new york times you know like we're talking about them and at the same time it feels like this kind of secretive and taboo thing um but really i wish to live in a society where everyone practices magic and magic is out in the open and magic is just like you know, I mean, I'm not exactly like religious around my magic. Religion and magic are different. Um, but we're in a way where magic is a type of religion or type of spirituality that's commonly accessible and that, you know, you can go to the magic temple if you want to access magic or if you want to connect in ritual with other people. And that's very open. So that is, I, you know, because I really think that magic is a fundamental truth of reality. Like, I think magic just is. Like, that's how magic is for me. Magic is. Magic is a force that we all interact with and that exists for all of us. Like when you start really thinking about it, I mean, like for example, all these different taboos around bad luck, right? There's so many different things where like, oh, you can't 
you know, walk across the path of a black cat. You can't walk under a ladder. You know, I've been in multiple buildings where there is no 13th floor. I mean, what is that if not magic? Like taboo is magic. Magic is taboo. And honestly, this is why things like the number 13, etc., are associated with magic because really when you violate taboo, like when you're willing to, for example, a really famous way of initiating yourself into magic is saying the Lord's Prayer backwards. When you're willing to do those kinds of things, you know, when you're willing to do things that other people in society wouldn't be willing to do, that is magic. I mean, honestly, this even makes me think of like, even though I don't like unbelievably love this book, but you know, there's the book, The Four Hour Work Week. And in that book, he suggests, the author suggests, that you do many kind of quote unquote non-socially acceptable things, like things that you just wouldn't usually do. Again, this doesn't mean bad things, things like lying down flat on a dance floor in order to clear space, or you know, um, making eye contact with every single person you see. And it's really about getting over yourself, getting over taboos. And that actually really is magic. It opens you up to an entirely new world you know, of like following your desires. And for me also, magic just makes me feel so connected. Like I feel so much more connected to myself, to the world, to again, that sense of infinite that I think human beings are always striving to connect with. So magic is awesome, essentially. Like, again, I love magic just because I think magic is, because magic is a part of this reality, because symbolism is a part of this reality, because you know, stories and archetypes and myths are part of this reality because of the human need to find and create meaning. I think magic can be an amazing way to continue to create and change the meanings of our lives. And, you know, I both believe that some people think that, you know, magic is healing in and of itself because it's a ritual, which I definitely agree with. Some people think that the gods literally exist. And I'm actually really, again, I'm pretty happy with all perspectives in this way as well. I just love magic in every single form and in every single way. And I think magic is truly for everybody. And I think it's especially for spiritual magical people who really want to create new realities. That's what magic is for. It's for creating new realities, for creating the lives we really want to, for fulfilling our true wills. Okay, well, that's all I have on magic today. Yes, I just, again, I just like this con, I just have always found it kind of interesting, this concept of magic is for criminals, magic is for thieves and magicians. And I just really like exploring this idea of magic as wild and chaotic and this energy force that just moves through our world, whether we choose to notice it or not. And so I hope that this encourages you to start to choose to notice where is magic in your life and how can you connect with it more. Okay, thank you so much. This has been Anna Marbeck. Bye, everyone.